Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is now time for the health moment. And this morning we are in the studio with naturopathic doctor Andrew Miles Larsh. Happy New Year, Andrew. Hey, Jerry. Happy New Year. How are you doing today? I am doing great. And I hope the New Year is treating you good so far? Yeah, man. It's actually not too bad. The weather's been actually really nice and uh, my trees are happy. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pushing the limit on some of them. I got some that are in, we're in zone 4B, so um, some of my trees are in zone 5, which they wouldn't tolerate a really, really, really cold day like we've had some before. Yeah. Where it's yeah. been negative 35. Yeah, it's been nice this last week. Come back. I've killed some peach trees. Uh, last oh. year I had uh, planted, two years ago I planted some really, really hardy Siberian peach trees I picked up from this nursery in Vermont. And uh, they've survived so far, and uh, I think I should have peaches this year. I had peaches four years ago, so they were really um, exciting to <laughs> just have something <laughs> like, oh, my God, I can't believe I have it. Like, I, I just moved to my place five years ago, and I, I got a six-foot peach tree, and I planted it. And, of course, it probably grew somewhere down south, and <laughs> shipped it up here and made it look real good. It's going to survive here. We promise you. <laughs> nope. But so, when you grow something yourself, you take so much good. pride and it feels good. Yeah, yeah it feels amazing. Um, there's a huge garden I got in my backyard I do every year. And uh, there's this documentary I watched on Amazon where this guy actually does nothing. He does no tilling at all. He puts he brings in soil that he creates um, from wood chips. And uh, he basically uh, cuts them down to such a small um, basically size that he puts them on the soil on like live grass and what it does is it tamps down all the grass it basically keeps all the weed production down because there's no seeds in it and then he lets that sit there for basically an entire year and uh maybe four or five inches of maybe up to eight inches of that wood chip is basically creating a new layer of soil underneath because all the worms are moving up underneath Mm -hmm. that those wood chips and to the warmth and they're seeking and then they're creating and casting and they're breaking all these all the bacteria and the fungi are breaking down all this soil and it's creating this organic soil that's basically you're talking you got eight inches of new soil that's being created and the he plants his seeds in that um that soil and uh he draws lines down through maybe like three or four four inches of that soil and puts his seeds in well probably about an inch and he puts those uh, seeds he covers them back up and then just obviously waters them. But after that, you don't need to water anymore for the entire year if you don't want to. I mean, unless you had a real bad drought. Yeah. But the whole point of that is it's exactly the way nature does it. There's no – nature doesn't like bare soil. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't like to have its top layer cut off or turned over or churned, you know, like we, we, you know, what we do every year. Yeah, yeah. We just till break – we till it. We bring yeah. everything down. What happens is the first couple of years that you do that, your soil will really, really be – It'll, it'll shine because you're killing everything in the soil, and that's all basically now fertilizer. And yeah. it'll feed your plants, and your plants will grow huge. But after two or three years, this is what we did all across the United States. The Euro Europeans, when they moved in, they destroyed everything. Um, the, basically, the way the United States, well, the, the America, North America was before, uh, mm -hmm. it was 30 million Native Americans here with a trade yep. route that, tra that stretched all the way from California all the way to New York. And when the Europeans moved here, they said, this looks like a park. Like, this place is the most abundant food producing place we've ever seen and they called it the golden land even yeah. the vikings did okay. the vikings called it the golden uh, golden land and they said it was just it was park-like and of course they saw the same thing when they went to uh they visited australia uh, the uh you know the british shipping empire they said that it looks like a park because everything was cultivated there was controlled burns there was yeah. everything that you could think of as far as cultivation goes with fruit trees nut trees um and then of course they came in and just freaking just destroyed everything and uh you saw the dust bowl and you saw yeah, all, yeah. We, it takes a it takes a, um, 
how many years? It takes like uh, 80 years to create an inch of topsoil. You know, if you do it, if you do it just by nature's standards, because how you got to grow trees, you got to yeah. grow, you got to, you got to grow your introduction trees, which are your pioneer species like poplars and mm -hmm. uh, birch and stuff like that. They come in, they grow, they die in 50 to 80 years. And then once they are uh, harvesting the soil and creating the soil, you get your maple trees to come in, your beech trees, your long lasting trees that live five, 600 years. Uh -huh. And then once their leaves die, they create a beautiful, healthy alluvial soil. And then from there, you've got basically all of your, um, your, what is your primary species that are coming in and they're going to live for thousands of years, you know, your uh, chestnut trees and things mm -hmm. like that. And they make a, pr a productive forest and that's where your old growth forests are. There's very few left. There's some in the Adirondacks right now, but that's nature does this beautiful method of just regeneration, recycling. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, and it's awesome. <laughs> there's, yeah. So, so I did the same thing with my soil at home. So oh, that's awesome. How many trees you got on your property again? I've got, uh, oh, probably, over a thousand for sure and i've got a black walnut orchard which is all uh, basically yeah, that'd be my only mono crop and uh, of course there's going to be some stuff growing in between but um and then i've got 130 about different cultivar of about 100 different species of tree awesome. so all of those it's like say like say like 20 of those apple trees are all different cultivars you know uh -huh. honeycrisp and uh, you know uh, whatever jonah crisp and you know jonah gold and macintosh and all that stuff so it's really fun, man. Yeah. It's, it's what do you grow in your garden when, um, every year? Mostly I just do tomatillos, tomatoes, corn, um, what else, uh, peppers, and I make salsa. Uh, mostly that's oh. all I do is make salsa, and then I <laughs> eat corn. Like I, I, got, I used to grow everything, and then I used to the point where I was overwhelmed. Oh, I eat carrots. I eat grew carrots, too. Mm -hmm. uh, and I got a big strawberry patch. And other than that, I just wasn't too interested in much else after four or five, after three or four years of not being successful growing crops that weren't supposed to grow up here everybody oh, does that they all yeah, we all go sure. wild at first plant everything <laughs> yeah. we can and then realize that we need to just grow the stuff that and or or the easiest stuff or the to, easiest stuff to grow yeah yeah, yeah. Sure. the easiest stuff and stuff you don't have to watch so often yeah absolutely yeah like um <laughs> here i go with the potatoes <laughs> i um i started growing the peppers and the onions cucumbers string beans I did all that, and I, I got a few out of it. Not as much as I wanted, but and then I turned, I looked, and potatoes were just so abundant. It was just coming right up. I was like, there's nothing. And because I'm, I, I do the pulled pork, and mm -hmm. I do French fries and fresh-cut fries and stuff, potatoes always fall back. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, make, I'll plant some potatoes. And one thing I don't know how to grow is potatoes, but uh, with that, that documentary on Amazon, I mm -hmm. wish I could remember it, but it was... Um, he grew potatoes and he didn't grow them in hills, but it was because he grew that soil the way he did. He laid all those layers down that he didn't need to. And uh, it was amazing. And I don't know, I mean, potatoes, you, you eat potatoes raw, they're f phenomenal for the yeah, lungs. Yeah, I see, that's, that's what I like. Me and my dad used to. They're amazing for the lungs. Yeah, we used to eat those raw and put a little salt, a little bit of pepper. The sponginess and mm -hmm. all of the different, uh, there's hydrogen, um, it's like uh, peroxidase enzymes that are in there. They create hydrogen peroxide, or yeah, they. They encourage hydrogen peroxide, O2 conditions, like uh, incredibly oxygenated conditions in the blood. And actually, they clean the um, uh, the alveoli in the lungs. So for somebody who's got lung issues, somebody who has COPD, somebody who has whatever, uh, any type of lung disorder, mm -hmm. um, chronic pneumonia or something like that, they can do raw potatoes. It's just one thing, but yeah. they can do raw potatoes. It's an amazing food, amazing weapon to detoxify and heal the lungs and scrub the lungs out, but to clean the blood, especially right now with you know all the covid uh, yeah. so-called uh, <laughs> uh, symptoms one of them is low oxygen in yeah. the blood and you feel like you're gasping for air and whatnot well cleaning up the blood 
is one thing that you would do, uh, and that would be raw potatoes actually do a really good job at doing that. I mean, okay. if you just had one yes. a day, you know, um, if, when you're going like that, of course, uh, most people who have, you know, that type of low oxygen, they're actually mm -hmm. lacking zinc and copper in their blood because they're not creating red blood cells because their red blood cells are being zapped. Typically, if it's this exposure that's actually causing the actual so-called COVID symptoms, it's EMF poisoning, the exact EMF poisoning that would be the classical symptoms of what originally started in Wuhan, yeah. which is where all the 5G towers were frying yeah. these people, yeah. um, which actually leads me to a presentation that I wanted to do. It's um, it's just a maybe 10, 15 minute presentation. I, I, I designed this. Um, first off, I'm, I'm Andrew Larson, a naturopathic doctor from Healthy Way. Um, I'm a um, raw food nutritionist, herbalist, certified holistic health practitioner. And uh, I do, um, I'm in school, I'm in school right now for um, a doctorate in, in clinical nutrition, and uh, I did. Any, I was invited to do an EMF presentation for the Ontario. I think it was the Ontario EMF group, and they're doing a lot of active work right now for um, getting people aware, and also the legislators and the people in Canada, especially in Ontario, uh, to look at 5G, look at 4G, look at everything basically having to do with man-made EMFs mm -hmm. and look at all of the ramifications, all of the lack of study. But, well, there's tons of study, but all the lack of study that has been um, incorporated into the legal and, uh, you know, um, the executive branches of governance that say, hey, there's a ton of fallout from turning on these towers. So I wrote a little presentation from my end. There was a lot of different doctors in, uh, you know, um, different healers that were in this group. Um, I it wasn't. It was last year that I was invited into. It. I haven't really done much with it since because it was really slow. Like the the a lot of the legal side stuff was just like, okay, I can do my part, which is talk about this stuff on the radio and talk about what causes disease and why EMFs are so toxic, unfortunately, yeah. to us in a man-made environment. We do adapt to a lot of them, but unfortunately, they are coming out with new technologies so fast that our body can't keep up. And we do adapt, but we adapt with disease, and we will always have these diseases until the CMFs are turned off, until the, I mean, everything is turned off, until radar is turned off, radio, until uh, 4G, 5G, 3G, all that stuff is turned off. We will always have colds and flus. We will always have all these blood disorders. Mm -hmm. We're always going to have all the different types of diseases that we're seeing that we haven't seen before 1850. Um, anxieties, depressions, yeah, all the crazy I've been reading. I've been reading up on that too. And that's well, we're talking about. We talked about Invisible Rainbow, the book Invisible Rainbow. Yeah. Get that book. Yeah, like very, just, very good. I mean, if you just get that book, you will understand. I mean, the advent of new diseases in the last 150 years when electricity came out. It's not to say that electricity was um, the the only thing that caused all these diseases, but electricity it can be shown that even without any other changes, just adding electricity into a town. Not, not, not refrigerators, not any of that stuff that would come with that, because at the time, 1850, there weren't those things, not, not yet, but the advent of those things created um, just where people lived, where they had wires going over their houses, they would see anxiety, depression, they would see, I mean, the, the radio telegraph operators, those guys were getting 50% more heart attacks, uh, they were, I mean, it's not like their job was stressful, I mean, yeah. to the point to where they were doing anything more dangerous than anybody else, but mm -hmm. they really were, um, and they were getting so much disease, and, uh, um, sickness colds flus that they said okay there's something here so they started investigating and studying and of course in that book invisible rainbow is 150 pages just of studies and documentation showing all the different disease causation that comes from these man-made emfs so i did this presentation built upon that and I, a lot of people probably were you know um, at the time we were doing this presentation this was back in just when covid was starting mm -hmm. um it was in february so i i, I wrote this out in february and i i uh, went back to it last month and i just updated it a little bit so I'm going to read this for you guys. Cool. 
So EMF presentation, part one. As I speak to you from notes I have written for my man-made cellular device, I realize the trade-off that I have suffered for the sake of convenience and its effects to my cells and their health. When I do an, intes uh, an intentional lymphatic detoxification, uh, such as like a mustard bath using certain cold-pressed citrus essential oils, can feel tingling in the exact areas where I hold my cell phone, where it crosses my fingers, uh, my carpals and my metacarpals, in an exact straight line from where my cell phone was. I've seen breast cancers in the shapes of cell phones from open-faced electromagnetic frequencies quite similar to the effects of a microwave. Thermography scans and currently in photography can show the massive and rapid healing and detoxifying effects of our body's own heat and electrical enzymatic energy of white blood cells, histamines, bacteria, virus, and all the other pleomorphic microzymia that's ever-changing um, of our so-called immune system that takes place before and after man-made electrical exposure on our cells at skin level and much deeper, whether it's electrical conduit, an outlet, microwaved food, Wi-Fi, 5G, and so on. When we are exposed to disruptive man-made frequencies outside of our body's own natural God-made cellular electrical frequencies, we see a rapid deterioration of the speed of electrons, slowing down or speeding up in which the electrons of each atom in our cells or molecule in our bodies has specifically set in each cell to vibrate at for perfect harmonious equilibrium or homeostasis. We are electrical beings. All of life is electrical. We live in an electrical field called the ether that Nikola Tesla used to discuss and firmly observed and documented. The ether, or this electrical soup that we live in, is responsible for all the natural energy and physical manifestations such as life that takes place on Earth, including the science of physics, which are governed by electromagnetic attractions of what we call gravity, or up and down, uh, the order of the gases and masses in the atmosphere, the way we conduct electricity when we touch the bare earth with our feet and become grounded, the way we give off what is called an aura, the way food reacts in our bodies when it is in a perfect organic and raw state, as every creature in nature observes on their natural disease-free diet, the physical aura that encompasses all matter in nature which gives off electrical luminescence can actually be measured and seen using Curlian photography, a device that observes electromagnetism via a type of photography. We can observe the energy of foods we eat, witnessing the destruction of the actual cooking and processing of our foods and the types of damages that occur when we are exposed to man-made electrical waves that are not natural to this earth. 5G is one of the most destructive man-made energetic vibrational manipulations we have seen yet on this earth. Soon we will be surrounded by massive man-made vibrational frequencies of energy which will throw all of our own cells electrical energy out of balance as each wave of energy disrupts the perfect balance and interplay we have within each cell's atoms and their electron rotation. Our body responds to this disruption by creating viruses which are cleansing agents of damaged cells. When 5G or 3G or 4G is exposed to blood it can show how perfectly the fluid will start to clump as red blood cells burst by the influx of rapid electrical energy and create the inflammation effect whereupon white blood cells will start to clump red blood cells together with cholesterol. Man-made electromagnetic frequencies can be partly responsible for oxidizing cholesterol as healthy cells of cholesterol which encase and surround any toxic cell, much like white blood cells do, will now themselves become damaged by interference of new disruption at the cellular level for foreign man-made electrical energies. I typically cover how foods, when cooked or processed, actually cause massive destruction to the body by way of bringing in damaged cells of lower vibrational frequency, which accumulate and lower or raise our own energy and frequencies when observed by this Curlian photography. Raw foods and cooked and processed foods will actually show the two ends of the spectrum. 
one of high-energy, high-antioxidant, enzyme-dense, and biotic-rich God-made raw food versus the low-energy, lifeless and enzymatically denatured, heat-damaged, ion-destructive, sterile, cooked and processed food. The raw food being so alive in enzyme activity, bacteria, energetic bioluminescence, that it has tremendous effect at undoing the damage brought on by man-made electrical magnetic frequencies. We are, as we are experiencing an accumulation of stacked frequencies, one being added right on top of the other over the last century and a half, from telegraph wires to Loran GPS to radio waves to 5G, we are becoming to the point of pandemic, where most folks who eat a typically processed foods, GMO-filled, microwaved and heavily cooked diet of artificial foods, will rap rapidly detoxify with the use of helpful bacteria, virus, fungus, yeast, mold, parasites. When the rate of healthy living cells coming in is massively outpaced by the dead cells that are trying to get out of the body, most every cell in your body needs to be replaced with a new healthy cell every 90 to 120 days. The combination of a lifeless, deficient, and toxic diet, along with the additional insult from massive amounts of man-made waveform frequencies that are not naturally inherent to the earth, is causing most of the disease we experience today. Colony collapse in bees started with radio wave induction. Repeated exposure could prove the before and after effects in the bees' blood samples, along with the dysfunction in which they process their pollen into honey, causing actual diabetic-like effects in their bodies. Adaption has created bees today that can mostly survive, but insults of massive geoengineering in our skies cause total collapse, are causing a total collapse of nature in a devastating fashion, which has caused around 60% of all life, all living life, all living life, I think that would be your a given right <laughs> all living life all life on earth to have become extinct in the last 40 years i repeat uh the geoengineering particularly uh and all the other emf frequencies in our skies causing total collapse of nature in a devastating fashion has has caused about 60 percent of all life on earth to become extinct in the last 40 years we can affect the shape and structure of water with our thoughts just by intention Masura Omoto's book, The Hidden Messages in Water, prove we are vibrational beings in a vibrational universe. Jesus spoke on this about the faith to move physical mountains. I have watched nuns pray cancer away with intentional love directly at a diseased site, particularly cancer, helping change the shape and structure of those cells that the cancer was naturally protecting from an overwhelmed immune system and witnessing the cancer disappear in actual minutes. Plants can be shown to give off stress hormones just as the intentional thought of a nearby person whom intends to do the targeted plant harm while another plant near it will not exhibit any effects if it's not targeted. Empirical science shows over and over again that we are electrical beings connected to every single atom in our world and we are natural to this earth, but most of what we have created in the last few hundred years is not. What can we do to protect ourselves? Well, I've devised a few natural therapies and an ancestral, raw, organic, and omnivorous diet to keep our cells within proper pH, proper osmotic pressure, temperature, enzyme-rich, undenatured shape, and full of natural inherent electrical life. Much can be said about the connection of 5G to coronavirus 19 and how viruses act like an electromagnetic balance of cellular cleansing at the microbiotic level. How viruses release outward only from inside your cells. They're affected by pH, the atmospheric pressure, the temperature, the humidity, and the environment of contaminants and electrical exposure. Viruses clean up the crime scene, increase electrical life from inside the living cell and even dead cells, acting like enzymes and white blood cells all in one. Viruses carry away cellular debris that has been damaged simply by their positive electrical charge. Disease is not caused by germs, but by the terrain of the body, as I have kept as a firm principle of my living foods and healing herbs therapy for the last eight years. I learned this from Dr. Antoine Beauchamp, Dr. Claude Bernard. Western medicine has destroyed us through iatrogenic death, which is a whole other mass of empirical science flooded with deception and manipulation beyond the scope of the topic. But keep in mind that 5G tech and modern medicine are intertwined through toxic vaccines, which insults add to the damaging EMF waves injury.
Eugenics of populations can take effect in full swing, as the elitists have wished for years, with the combination of atmospheric geoengineering aerosols and injected heavy metal nanoparticulates in our cells to keep us sick and diseased, pumping money into modern medicine's disease care. We have sacrificed hack science for convenience and profit and dismissed true empirical safety testing of 5G as children and the aged suffer the most from the fallout. 26,000 scientists from across the world have concurred that 5G, originally designed as military tech for crowd disbursement, has dangerous and unknown health hazardous implications and in fact is a known carcinogen by modern empirical science. Even many mainstream news agencies have declared 5G unsafe over the last couple of years as it causes massive cell death and disruption. Wuhan was the first city for 60 gigahertz 5G. They put insane numbers of towers in a small radius city. It seemed to have caused massive devastation as its symptoms matched that of the original COVID symptoms. Now all symptoms are COVID, and that's sarcasm. I wanted to, I wanted to put a few ideas into folks to get them thinking, and I didn't want to go into extraneous details and all the rabbit holes that each topic related to 5G entails, but I want to give you an overall picture that we are electrical beings living in a toxic soup of electromagnetic fallout, and every non-natural thing we do has an impact to our health when it doesn't align with the observed nature. Hopefully questions will follow. Sneaking 5G into schools and guys of corona cleaning clean up, testimonies of parents I know through work or family. I've heard thousands of folks commenting on T-Mobile Facebook advertisements in the comment section recently, speaking out on how toxic 5G is and not wanting it in their town or their city or above their school, which, which actually surprised me, uh, much the way that they are commenting against the COVID vaccine. As far as 5G goes, it's banned in many counties and in some countries, banned in many schools. It speaks volumes about people doing actual research and not verbatim repeating corrupt industry science, which hides data nor does true gold standard testing. EMF protection is out there in the form of clothing, paint, Faraday cages. It's natural. It's naturally inherent to our raw organic omnivorous foods. They are EMF protective. Um, so this is the update to my presentation. My solution was to move away into the country. We'll see how long before I need to take more protective measures, but broadband satellites are only tens of miles above our head using NASA tech and military balloon capture plane technology. We will adapt to these new and more disharmonizing gigahertz frequencies over time, but right now the PCR testing will never stop indicating a so-called viral presence, presence until we are no longer exposed to these new waveforms or have developed other forms of detoxification through proper diet and prevention to keep our cell debris low. PCR testing is not meant for diagnostics. It's designed and, and patented for genetic material amplification for science experimentation and lab work. Genomic sequencing, which is expensive and involves blood testing, is how to accurately diagnose high viral loads in the blood, which should always accompany symptoms. PCR tests are pushing up to a 96% false positive reading depending upon the amplification cycle amount that is performed on your test. We have an improper and inaccurate testing method interpretation epidemic, not a disease pandemic. There is a perfect cover story called the virus to go along with this new emerging and ever-spreading technology outbreak of cellular and broadband frequencies. You still have a 99.9% .9 chances for survival if you test positive with symptoms. So don't worry and take some Oregamax, take some ALJ every hour with a daily dose of raw fermented zinc and demand a retest in 24 to 48 hours. Both will help clear the viral load and the detoxification from your mucus. For the 4% of people who test positive with symptoms due to this new wave of EMF exposure, along with the latest and greatest man-made toxins we are exposed to daily, refer to the books Virus Mania and Invisible Rainbow for more knowledge and education about what viruses really are and how they work from the inside of your cells to heal and carry poisoned and damaged cellular material out of your body to save the life of your body. We as human beings have been trained by modern medicine to blame something that we can't see to be the fault of a disease that almost no one knows they have, according to the testing. 
If we seek a garbage can full of waste materials that contain maggots and flies, do we blame the flies for the waste? No, of course we don't. Viruses aren't any different and neither is bacteria. They have a job to do and lately they have been working overtime as we continue to lay blame to them instead of the poisonous and toxic environment around us while we eat man-made foods, drugs, and other poisons. All the while watching the mainstream pharmaceutical-owned news that supplies us with a steady stream of misinformation and fear to keep us constantly seeking remedies and solutions that they have created, running away with insane profits, keeping us sick and in the dark to the real beauty of how we can completely heal ourselves and feed our bodies the most amazing and nutritious animal and vegetable foods that God-made creation has to offer. We can be free of disease once we know what causes our disease. If we educate, if we read, if we keep our minds open to the fact that we are in control of the outcome of our health in almost all ways, we can become powerful in our knowledge and we can heal ourselves. And then we can begin to educate and heal others. And that's that. Very, very interesting stuff. Yes. Uh, I wanted to read that at the presentation group for the EMS. And I never, they weren't able, able to get to it. Um, they were in their early stages forming the legal battles for getting the awareness out there for all people in Canada that yeah. run the governments yeah. and um, so I, I've been meaning to read that on the radio for literally the last 10 months right on I was going to read that on CKON 10 months ago and that's the day they said nope can't talk about COVID well we're censoring everything COVID which yeah this is why yeah. I'm here now because I don't me and censorship don't do so well together yeah well I understand um <laughs> censorship. And, uh, people don't like change and and that was part of the reason I'm not there <laughs> you know censorship is basically the ultimate form of tyranny in mm-hmm. my opinion it's it's just um, this is the reason why we are in the situation we're in because of the this movement of being uh, politically correct every, yeah, in everything yeah. that yeah. we do. It's 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 a perfect facade for the real underneath, mm-hmm. um, you know, devastation that's going on, and uh, that would be to protect this, the the people that are legislating and and um, basically, you know, pandering to anybody who is you know PC and all this to yeah. keep us from questioning the government. If you can't call out the government, if you're not allowed to do that in the media, if you're not allowed to do that in the news, you can't ever keep them. Oh, yeah. And the jobs around here, um, you sign a gag order, basically. Um, You can't even speak your mind. Um, Mm. That's I know that firsthand. Yes. Um, Yes, you do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. uh, And uh, I I choose not to talk about it right now because I do cherish my job. (laughs) I mean, uh, I I love what I do and I'm helping people. So. That's the most important thing. Yeah, and that's uh, that's my goal. I'm just trying to help out and teach the kids and everyone a little something about what's going on. You know, you know I with did. food and diet and just um, the grocery store natives, you know? That's what we've become is we all run to the grocery store. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm the same way. I'm, I'm proud of what I am. I'm not proud of who I am. That's I know I... I am so proud to be Native American, Mohawk, and Indigenous, mm-hmm. and but what I've become over the years, it doesn't make me happy. I mean, I'm sub, I'm comfortable. We've all gotten away from our ancestral. Roots. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so unbalanced. It's yeah. not even right because I, I mean, I feel that I'm slowly getting back to my, my path, which I'm on. Yeah. Um, it's been a year right. since I've touched alcohol, and poisoned my body, my vessel. And destroyed it over the years. I mean, I'm pretty open about discussing all of that. Because um, people are going to do it. And it's your own choice. People have choices. So I destroyed my health. And I'm slowly gaining my health back. And with um, diet and cutting out the alcohol. 
and the toxicities in my body. Right. I feel good. My mind is clear. Yep. It's been a, sh- I don't want to say a long year. It's been, a- feels like a short year. Mm-hmm. Like, um, not surprised. I mean, I'm surprised that it's already a year. You know, it's just like, oh man, it's a year already. You're though. sober. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like that. I was like, boom. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're learning things again. This, um, this time last year, um, well, it'd be tomorrow, would be my anniversary for my last drop of alcohol. Excellent. But in retrospect, I was on my deathbed also. Yeah. I was literally um, on my way out. One year ago, tomorrow. So, um, kind of in that weird space right now where I'm just trying to walk that path and stay that path, but yet be proud of everything that I've done since then. Also, you know, like um, I've picked up this another um, portion of my life and kind of moved forward. Like I was involved with the the health. Um, I'm still making my drinks here and there. I'm trying to get back open as soon as my uh, building's done. Yeah and get my green drinks out to people again was your business doing real well before all this um it was surviving you know it's it's hard to compete when you think about 10 months from now if sorry excuse me 10 months after that happened do you think like i say if none of this stuff happened do you think your business would be doing so much better right now if it wasn't for all this um actually i think our my business was is doing better because 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 people are now seeking help yes because they're right because they're realizing yeah they're you know how many people system? that you've said that that has said that because since all this crap started, okay, everybody is starting to pay attention. Well, most people, yeah, they're yeah. trying to pay attention. They're paying to one of two sites usually. Typically, they're paying either attention to the mainstream or they're paying attention to the alternative, which is take your own health into your hands yep. and you can heal yourself. And your health is you're responsible for your health only. You've discovered that. Yeah, you are responsible for you and you alone. Yeah, by putting amazing raw foods into the environment for other people to consume, you've said. Hey, I have chosen myself yeah. uh, to be like a, a person who shares good health with others, and you can do this yourself through eating these. And just be more um, conscious, you know, about what's going in. Well, that's being awake and yeah. knowing what's out there and the poisons that you were eating mm-hmm. that's um, are putting into your body. The first point is realization and acceptance that you've been putting all this crap into your body. And doing your vessel wrong, and now putting something healthy in. Uh, I was there already. Like I, my mind was open and everything. There was a cloud lifted out of my brain. Yes, and I could actually think clearer. Yep, and I had more. You had inspiration. More in, yeah, we well, had more intuition. You had yep. more spiritual intuition yep. too. And that's one thing that happens when you get on raw organic foods, especially omnivorous raw foods like raw animal products and and um, that juicing and nutribulating and things like that. When you get your mind clear, all of a sudden that spiritual connection, like they say, it's your third eye. You know, yeah, they say yep. uh, really your pineal gland. Your pineal gland gets cleaned, and you have a more intuitive mind, and you also have a more um, uh, basically a, a better a better electromagnetic connection to earth and to mm-hmm. the foods that we live around and uh, you know me it's totally spiritual for me in, in a lot of ways where I pray to for God to reveal the truth to me about these things and that's how I discovered the raw omnivorous diet was mm-hmm. nothing made sense to me in the context where okay all these indigenous cultures ate these raw animal products yep. they ate raw fruits vegetables nuts seeds they ate raw meats raw milk raw eggs raw and butters, were raw the cheeses. healthiest human beings ate, were the healthiest yes yeah. absolutely uh, all at Weston Price went around the world for for 10 years and he visited 130 indigenous cultures and he even visited uh, he visited the Mohawk territory up here on the Canadian side and he said okay if I observe these cultures that are staying away from all of the modern industrial foods, 
they are the most helpful people I've ever seen. They, they, to the point to where they don't even have cavities. They don't need doctors. Mm-hmm. They don't need jails because nobody's misbehaving themselves because they're not poisoning themselves. Their minds aren't poisoned. The most warring cultures on earth, the most conquering cultures on earth, ate the most cooked and processed foods. They were the, the largest agrarian cultures. Mm-hmm. In fact, when Native American cultures uh, got into larger, um, uh, basically, uh, uh, population amounts, and they moved into, like, say, like smaller or, or uh, towns, and they started uh, cropping. They started mm-hmm. growing crops. They had more disease. And until they started breaking down into small groups after they warred, basically, because they were eating all these cooked or processed foods, yeah. mostly cooked, they started to break up into smaller bands, and they started traveling the, the game again. And once they started traveling the game again, and they started basically, uh, you know, what is it, uh, you know, uh, gathering uh, hunting uh-huh. and gathering yeah. they went back to perfect health because they started eating more rye animal products they stopped eating so much grain and uh you know uh, basically cooked uh, seeds and and, and and whatnot they started living off the land and that's the way that we're supposed to live for the most perfect health we can do that mm-hmm. while living in cities and towns yes we can but the trouble is is that most people don't know that because we are all of the agri- agrarian cultures every single agrarian society that's basically lived in the past, uh, you know, five, 6,000 years. Uh, every single one of them has been collapsed or conquered by other cultures that also were agrarian cultures, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's not one culture that you could think of, Roman, Mongol, uh, you know, British, whatever, that hasn't been conquered or basically was uh, conquering under the rule of agrarian society. And once you stepped out of that, all the indigenous cultures, essentially, every one of them was taken over by another culture because they weren't as warring. They weren't decrepit in their mind because they weren't eating cooked and processed foods. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were living in smaller, more, basically, perfect harmonious and perfect harmonious and they nature. they had no, no animosities. Not, not, no aggression. Yes, no animosities. Yeah. They weren't seeking to take over every damn thing that they could get a hold of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, more, more, more. And that's just, it's the huge problem with human beings is that once we start poisoning our bodies it poisons our mind mm-hmm. and it's um what i learned from the raw primal diet and the, the ogenous vonder planets in the raw primal diet book which is the best thing book you could get on natural health for you know learning the most comprehensive uh, basic concepts but uh the raw primal diet ogenous vonder planets went and visited uh, the aglala Sioux and uh this was back in the 60s or 70s and i think elk of the black moon had already died at that point but Mm -hmm. he basically went to a three-day fast out into the woods you know they told him to go on kind of like a spirit quest and uh elk of the black moon appeared to him and said the part that was missing in his diet was raw animal products and uh, it was really foundational for him as he lived with the inuit for a while before that in the inuit culture of course they almost exclusively raw animal products and they live uh, if they're away from, um, and they're away from this, you know, modern society, they yeah. get, they have no disease as long as they do that. But uh, once they start eating modern commerce, uh, tuberculosis comes in, all of their teeth start falling out of their mouth. Their bath- yeah. uh, birthing process becomes from you know five minutes all the way now to 24 to 48 hours in emergency C-sections. Oh yeah, that's um, sweet. Yeah. There's uh, so much that causes uh, so much fallout after you start eating cooked and processed foods this was to have perfect offspring if they didn't eat this way they didn't have perfect offspring and that's the foundation to the next generation so you create perfect human beings essentially by eating this way and he found that the more the cultures got away from animal foods and following nature and hunting and gathering the more they started growing crops and more eating more vegetable and fruit nut and seed and and less animal Mm -hmm. the more disease they became because the more they cooked foods the more they settled down the more they were idle hands you know and yeah uh, yeah so it's you know a big concept totally to take away. Yeah, I prayed and prayed and prayed for truths to reveal and books to come to me to you know to really reveal that. And the first dang book I read when I was working at the Healthy Way, it started nine years ago. There was um, Rational Fasting, and that was a book about raw foods. And that guy was over the top, like far and extreme on fasting and raw foods. And it That's told awesome. me, okay, 
what is uh, going on here? He's saying he's healing basically brain cancers and he's healing people that have speech impediments and uh, healing people that have seizures and, 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 and um, you know, dementias and heart attacks and strokes and, oh, my God, everything. So I'm like, this is crazy. This is awesome. This is so extreme. I love it because that's the type of person I was, you know, yeah. just coming out of recovery <laughs> like you were feeling, you know, I was yeah. just coming out of recovery. And I'm like, I want to go all in on health because I'm so sick of being selfish and destroying my body. Yeah. And I want to really heal myself. So I got, it's like a whole separate addiction to get out to try to help people. That's I mean, that's how I it's a good I addiction. Kinda, yeah, a very good addiction. Um, I did the same thing. I asked my higher power, show me what my next step is. I was like, where where's my direction when are you gonna help me you know and i asked it not thinking you know and all of a sudden um 245 organics um mm -hmm. came into my life and mm -hmm. next thing i know it was just about helping the kids at first getting raw foods into their bodies mm -hmm. and eating clean and home cooked meals cooked and you know i knew what was going into it um so i was doing that and implementing that at the schools and then it poured over into 245 organics and then i got hooked on that and started juicing with directions from other people and help from other people that, that you know to, and i worked with the recipe to get the flavor down so the kids would enjoy yeah, it that's important and um and then next thing you know i'm helping people and it and, feels good to have comments yeah, come back yeah. to you and say i feel so much better dairy like dairy my diabetes is going away yeah. or um you know um my cancer they, is in remission their, their or, cloud is gone yeah, from their mind huge and um, yeah. that, that we have so many people walking around right now that are that are zombies that are zombified and, mm -hmm. and, and and you know why you said like my business is doing better you said because specifically people are finally being forced to wake up yeah. they're forced to be living in their houses more they're forced to go online and start researching things get books like when this when this whole thing hit invisible rainbow sold out like four or five times it was so hard to purchase anywhere yeah. amazon started banning books everywhere they started banning vaccine books they started banning anything that was against the germ theory i mean how bad is it that you have to go ahead and suppress anything that you yeah. have to suppress the truth to what's going on yeah, out that's there horrible. that's disgusting and yeah. the, you know what it's equivalent to book burning and that's what censorship is and, yeah. and when people are awakened and when they have time to be because what we had the rat race of life that we were all living in in the last you know 12 months ago and now all of a sudden people are losing their jobs and they have nothing to do but they have time on their hands to start researching yeah. that is exactly what these guys did not intend and didn't probably expect was that's the one thing that's more dangerous and more powerful than anything else is the internet because the internet <laughs> yeah, is the hive mind yep. and it's created some people who are aware now so what you're seeing is you know uh the invisible rainbow book uh contagion myth uh you know vi virus mania um goodbye germ theory all these books uh you know miller's critical review of vaccine studies yep, that i just got <laughs> all those books are uh, people are getting right now and they're being sold out left and right so i mean get invisible rainbow read the raw primal diet book like that's the biggest thing man i can say is that books are one of the best ways because here's the deal if you go on tv and you turn on the mainstream news it's all pharma paid for Okay. Oh, yeah. If you turn yeah. on anything by anybody who's in Congress who has any vested interest in the government right now, they are all bought and paid for by pharma. The watchdogs, the foxes, they're guarding the hen house. Mm -hmm. They are not they're, they're not for your health. I promise you they're yeah. not for your I health. Just, I just read that Monsanto is, is head of the FDA now. Well, they've got basically, they trade us. So say, Dare you worked for Monsanto. Yeah. Say you were, say, a CEO or a chief financial CFO yeah. or whatever. Then you go and you work in Congress, and then you go back out, and then you go back in. You yeah. keep just they trade jobs all over the place. The FDA heads go and work for Monsanto, and they all have conflicts of interest. Oh yeah, every okay. damn one of them. And these guys trade off deals. I mean, think about it. You go into Congress, 
maybe a hundred, you know, you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year. And then by the end of it, like 40 years later, these people like Nancy Pelosi and Bernie Sanders, they come out millionaires. Yeah. yeah. Every one of them does. It doesn't matter yeah. if it's Republican or Democrat, they all come out millionaires. How are they profiting that much off of, uh, off of their governance? Well, they get uh, lobbied. I mean, they get lobbied insane and lobbying should be illegal. Uh, hush, in money. hush money, yep. uh, push money, you know, to go ahead and vote for something. Yeah. And what do you think at the end of the day they're going to do? Are they going to say, no, I'm going to fight for the health of the people or I'm going to go along with the money that's going to keep me comfortable? Of course, yeah. you're going to go along with the money that's going to keep comfortable. me comfortable. <laughs> well, that's the whole reason they get into politics in the first place is to play and lie. Um, so that's what you're seeing right now in this country is that we've been totally taken over. And I mean, obviously, it's been like this for a while, but yeah. we've been totally taken over for the last 100 years by but the drug companies and they lobby. I mean, they lobby so hard that natural gas, big oil, they don't even lobby twice as much money as natural gas and big mm -hmm. They lobby twice as much money as natural gas and big oil. Um, natural gas can't even keep up. Yeah. And uh, they they own damn near everybody oh, yeah. in Congress and Senate. Yeah. They own uh, probably, you know, most of the presidents. Um, so if they're for your health, I don't think so. Like, they yeah. are not. And uh, the only person that's for your health is you. That's it. And that's why these books are so important because they are the history. They are research. They are time after time research um, you know, investigations that show and prove that your health can be taken into your own hands and you can have full control over basically pretty much every, every aspect of disease in your mm -hmm. life. I mean, there's things that you can't control, obviously, EMF exposure, for the most part, um, you can protect yourself, but, uh, you know, and, um, then of course you're talking about stress and, um, you know, chemicals in the sky or whatever. But mm -hmm. for the most part, everything that you put in your body, most people who have disease, it's well-earned. Mm -hmm. Most people who walk through the stores a healthy way, most of their disease is very well-earned, and they've done it mostly all by themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, um, every once in a while, somebody gets some, you know, accidental exposure here and there. But for the most part, um, we are literally killing ourselves without knowing it because we've never been taught. And that's the, the, the term doctor. The word doctor means teacher. And it also means student, but it, mostly it means teacher. And mm -hmm. doctors are supposed to be teachers. But, I mean, if you go into a doctor's office, 10 minutes, you go. You, you improve the quality of life. That's, you, you sit in the office yeah. for 30, 40 minutes, and you wait. And then they go in, and they're 10 and 15 minutes with you, and they don't talk about anything with you. They don't educate you on anything. They don't ask you what you're eating. They ask you your symptoms. They diagnose a disease, and they send you on your way with chemical medications. Mm -hmm. That's not care. That's disease care. Mm -hmm. That's not health care. Mm -hmm. That's not knowledge. That's not teaching. That's not educating mm -hmm. at all. Um, so nobody knows how to eat right. Mm -hmm. And that's partly of my job. That's partly of your job. Yeah. What you're doing, what I'm doing is we are here to, you know, just shine light on knowledge for people and resuscitate the old ways. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, since I've um, come back to the right path, <laughs> it took a little detour there for about a year and a half, almost two. Um, I've noticed, you know, people are still interested in my product, but yet since all this is going on, they have taken it into their own hands and are doing it at home. And I encourage that, you know, like, um, I mean, as a business person, you want to say, no, buy my product, buy my product. But it makes me happy to see somebody else taking the initiative hmm. and, you know, on their own and blending it and making it at home. Yeah, that's that, what I do. I, I have people, I put them on the raw foods therapy, and when most people come to me, I put them on Nutribullet shakes because, first off, most people can't digest their foods properly. Mm -hmm. Most of my clients are in their 50s, 60s, 
and uh, they have such low acid content in their stomachs. They have such depletion of enzymes because as you eat cooked or processed foods, as you get older, you start depleting all of your enzymes, of course, because you have to break down these cooked and processed foods, which these cooked and processed foods have already got no enzymes in them once they've been heated. The mm-hmm. heat denatures the enzymes. Enzymes are the key to the lock, or to, they're the key that goes in the lock to mm-hmm. open the door to your nutrients. If you destroy those foods by heat, you are now depleted in enzymes of your foods. So your body has to steal enzymes, beg, borrow, cheat, and steal, break down your own tissues to create enzymes to break down these cooked and or processed foods. Also, too, you're now doing a double negative. You're bringing in foods that are also uh, 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 reducing your body's health capacity by just having to deal with the damage of these cooked and processed foods and all the devastation that these foods bring in. So you have to not only create enzymes, also, too, you have to sweep out all the poisons that these foods are uh, creating essentially. So when you do raw food smoothies, you're doing a double positive. You're bringing in enzymes, and secondly, you're bringing, uh, you're taking these foods and you're basically pre-digesting them. You're turning them what's called liquid chyme. Yeah. And that food comes in in a liquid state. Your body doesn't have to work hard. You don't have to secrete um, um, digestive enzymes through your mouth. When you eat a cooked or processed food, you excrete 10 times the amount of enzymes that you would if you were eating a raw food. Um, so basically every single enzyme has to come from somewhere. It's a protein and, and, and a vitamin or a mm-hmm. mineral. And your body has to create those things basically out of nothing. And it has to break all those cells down in your body to create those enzymes to break down that food that's already damaged. Yeah. So if I flood the body with raw smoothies or juicing, um, I can give the body exactly what it needs. Plus, I can also sweep out all those dead, decrepit, and decaying materials that are stored in your yeah, joints. Yeah, so you're re, re- stored in your marrow. They're stored in your, uh, you know, floating around in your lymph tissues. Um, and, and once we sweep those things out, we're doing that double positive to get rid of that double negative. And in fact, um, uh, who was it? Um, Dr. Uh, Paul Kuchikoff in the 1930s did extensive studies on raw foods versus cooked and processed foods. And he found that just doing a raw food, uh, there was no white blood cell activity. But if you wanted to create inflammation and white blood cell reactivity in your blood, you had to eat, you had to cook the food. You had to cook the food if it was mm-hmm. an animal food, if it was raw and organic. There was no white blood cell response, which means there was no leukocytosis. If as soon as you cooked that food, even for, you know, uh, made it, say, like medium rare or whatever, mm-hmm. your body would release white blood cells. And if you had it processed, like salted, uh, you had, like, say, like some cooked uh, cooked meats or something like mm-hmm. that, potted meats, your body would react so violently that it, your body would act like it had been poisoned. And mm-hmm. uh, that's what happens when we go together for thanksgiving and christmas and all this stuff we just and the inflammation is a sign of all of that the inflammation is the reactive sign of all that yes because as soon as your body actually smells that food it actually prepares for poisoning remember when you used to get excited to go drink or hell when you're doing drugs your body actually prepares and it sweats and it profuses and sometimes you got to go to the bathroom yeah yeah, you feel like you got to evacuate so and actually your body's prepping the digestive tract for poisons to come in Mm -hmm. and mostly it's correlating poisons with bringing them through your mouth so that's yeah. why you're usually you evacuate your colon but also too uh you have to get rid of the poisons that are in your colon so your colon doesn't have a distraction and the blood can actually keep up because the blood's typically being poisoned 24 7 by all the cooked and processed foods that are hanging around our intestinal tracts when we eat these foods over years and years and years they build up in our intestinal tract we carry around 10 15 20 pounds of, of impacted you know crap in our colon mm-hmm. uh for basically our entire lives um so when we bring in these raw foods, we're actually sweeping and peeling and detoxifying all that stuff off the intestinal tract wall for doing new, uh, smoothies, for example. Yeah. Um, real good one that I do is uh, raw spinach, raw carrots, a couple organic raw eggs. Typically, I tell people to keep to put them outside the shake 
and just do them straight. Mm -hmm. And so you can do a lot more that way. But if they can't, they don't want to or whatever, the mine over, you know, they uh, they don't like the taste or whatever. Yeah. It tastes really like nothing. But raw eggs, you throw them in the shake, and you put raw honey in there. You put some frozen berries in there. You add in a little bit of raw meal protein powder by, like, Garden of Life is a great company. Mm -hmm. Or Sun Food. They're both raw food companies, and they make raw food protein smoothies. That gives it flavor. That gives it taste. You add a little water. Um, you can throw in, uh, you know, half a banana. You can throw in whatever. But you make it taste good. That's the most important thing. I've had yeah. so many people fail at the diet because they don't – I tell them, make the shake taste good. Mess around with the with the ratios a yep. little bit. Don't mess around with the ingredients. Mess around with the ratios a little bit. Sometimes they don't add the protein powder, which is a big – uh, a big no-no if you're going to yeah. want to make it taste good. And then they do it once or twice, and then they don't even attempt to try it again. They just say, oh, no, it doesn't work. Not for me. Yeah. Too hard. Yeah. And that really, really... it's. I mean, it took it they, took me like two, two, three weeks to get my flavor just right. Exactly. And yes. everybody asked me, how do you make it taste good? Yeah. I'm like, I've so, taken this time. Well, to... what they did was they hired me to come over to their house, some people, and they say, mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. It doesn't mm -hmm. taste good. And I do the same exact thing that they did yeah. with just slightly different ratios, a little less water, a little bit more berries, yeah. a little bit more honey, and then I blend the shake up, add a little bit of protein powder in. They'd be like, that is amazing. That shake tastes amazing. Yeah. And guess what? I made it taste amazing, this this certain recipe with the spinach and carrot eggs and frozen berries and raw honey and all mm -hmm. that. And I put in the raw protein powder, and I put um, the ratios just right to where they're tasting it. It's amazing, but it's also therapeutic and beneficial at the same time. It's cleaning the blood. It's cleaning mm -hmm. the liver. It's cleaning the lymph, the kidneys. Um, you do Recon reconstruction your digestive tract to it's, help it's, it it's process better. rebuilding it. Yeah, yeah, because what you're doing with raw eggs is you're actually rebuilding the entire digestive canal. Raw eggs are blank stem cells, essentially. Think about it that, like that. Not only do they have all the nutrients that build an entire bird, they are going to build your entire body. They have every nutrient on earth inside of them that you need, minus like vitamin C, but it's uh, there's factors in there that'll cover for it. But then you take these um, these, these uh, raw stem cells, basically, and you rebuild your entire digestive tract. You actually heal and seal um, all the pitting and pocketing, like uh, diverticulitis, diverticulosis, all mm -hmm. those things that are causing uh, decrepit, you know, uh, decaying intestinal tracts. And you're rebuilding the intestinal tract. You're tightening the cell junctions up. There's these things called tight cell junctions okay. in your intestinal yeah. tract. If they start loosening up and they start leaking because you're eating too many cooked and processed foods because you're eating basically dried bricks, you're ripping mm -hmm. up your intestinal tract, you're leaking all that stuff into the blood, that's where the white blood cells come out and the poisoning comes out. Well, when you're doing this raw food smoothie, you're actually retightening all those cell junctures. Your intestinal tract, when you eat a cooked or processed foods diet, will stretch out to one and a half to two times the length of normal for some people over the years. They found this, uh, Edward Howell, he was a guy who did all the studies on animals and found that eating a cooked and processed foods diet for animals would stretch their intestinal tracts to one and a half to two times their normal length because your body has to spend more time uh, basically moving dried foods through the intestinal tract so it yeah. stretches them apart yeah. and rips them. And then also, too, it needs more surface area to uh, take more time to break down those cooked and processed foods and get whatever little nutrients they can out of it. So these smoothies retighten all of your intestinal tracts. Most of where I start from is the digestive system, and that's because if I put the proper foods in the body, and if I break them down and I pre-blend them, you don't mm -hmm. have to chew them, you don't have to produce all the digestive enzymes in your mouth, you don't have to produce all the extra digestive enzymes in the small intestine because they're all in the food, plus you don't have to spend so much effort breaking the food down and turning it into liquid. We've already done that with the smoothie. Mm -hmm. The other the other raw food smoothie I love to do is, is, a, is a raw milk smoothie with frozen berries, raw honey, um, and some raw cacao, which is raw chocolate, really, and uh, all organic. And you put that in a Nutribullet. You throw in maybe some oats if you have, like, uh, some raw oats if you have um, some excess adrenaline in your system. Mm -hmm. And that will soak up the excess adrenaline. But the raw milk smoothie, and, of course, raw milk itself is a complete food. It's a perfect food. You can live off of it for your entire life and actually um, 
brings up a point that I'm starting a raw milk fast today. And uh-huh. uh, I'm doing that. I'm going to do that for the next week. Try to drop like 10 pounds. See, that's what I'm, um, I was on my way to do that. I was going to fast and just do my smoothies. And that was it. Water and smoothies for, I don't know. I was thinking a week, maybe two. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could handle it, but I haven't started it yet. Um, it's my New Year's resolution. Right, yeah. <laughs> but I wanted to, because I did that already, I I fasted and I was just went right to plant-based diet. Mm. And when I first got sick and I dropped amazing amount of weight, I mean, yeah. with the fluid and everything that was built up inside me, excreting also was, um, but I put that inside me and it just dropped so much weight. I mean, I... It's the healthiest you've ever ate in your life. Yeah, and <laughs> I got turkey neck now because of... <laughs> You know, I mean, I lost yeah, weight you, you fast. See, that's the thing where animal products come in, dairy, and that's the most important thing is that raw animal foods give you the raw protein and the raw saturated you fat and mm-hmm. fat that you need to keep the skin tight. Yeah. And that doesn't happen when you do juicing, just straight juicing by itself. Yeah. When you bring in the raw eggs or even like say raw dairy products, some mm-hmm. people can't handle dairy right away so they can ferment it first. Yeah. You ferment it for 48 hours with kefir culture or uh, maybe yogurt culture. That's the way you can digest it a little better and then afterwards you'll adapt to the raw milk, but most people have no problem with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Native American cultures, most people that I put on are natives, and I put them on raw milk, and they do excellent with it. And that's that's the, that's supposed to be totally contradictory to yeah. what you yeah. know. Oh, they're all, most people that are native are lactose intolerant, so are the Chinese. It's, the it's what they do to the milk. It's what yeah. they do to the milk. That's yeah. exactly yeah. it. Yeah, you're you're lactose and and casein intolerant because the freaking lactose and casein in the milk is destroyed. It's mm-hmm. been damaged, so of course you can't digest those things. Nobody can. Everybody's lactose intolerant. When everybody's uh, allergic to pasteurized milk. I used to get so sick from pasteurized milk. But the thing is that with, with um, when I do raw foods therapies and I do raw animal products, when I do it with people that have a lot of weight to lose, they lose it healthfully, but they keep their skin tight and toned. Because remember how I was telling you about those tight cell junctures yeah. in your intestinal tract? It's the exact same thing in your skin. It's it's no different. It's the okay. knitting in your skin. Yeah. It tightens right up with animal products. You cannot do that with just vegetables and fruits, nuts and seeds alone. The building materials are not in those foods. There is not one complete vegetable or fruit, nut or seed on earth with every nutrient that you need. You could not live off of those exclusively for your entire life. The point being that if you were to read the Weston Price's book, Nutrition and Physical mm-hmm. Degeneration, you read that book, you will not find one culture who could succeed that way and have multiple generations of offspring who wouldn't die in the womb or wouldn't be born without missing limbs and eyes unless yeah. they ate animal products. Raw animal products have every single complete food. So if you're juicing or nutribulleting and you're just doing vegetables and fruits and nuts and seeds, that's fine, absolutely, if you're just doing those as like a supplemental to doing raw animal products. So most people obviously do do that. They you know they have a juice once or twice a day. Yeah. Um, but you can, you can definitely juice fast for weeks and weeks and weeks on end. You will lose a lot of weight. You will lose a ton of muscle. Yeah. You'll lose a lot of toxicity, but uh, you can do it much more safely if you just add in like say you do one of dairy's juices and then do like a couple raw eggs with it you will feel so much even more better than just doing the juice alone because what happens is is the raw animal products the cholesterol will actually capture all the toxins that are being extricated from the body that juicing does juicing and fat basically really cleans the body but what it does what it does unfortunately what happens is that when you sweep out nutrients or toxins excuse me so fast like that people can get violently sick like you know yeah. uh, you know if you juice faster three days dare you're gonna get really sick like i i promise you <laughs> you're gonna have a herxman reaction after about three days you'll be feel like uh well for the first couple of days you'll actually feel like somebody ran you over with a truck mm-hmm. and so but that's what happens is your body's being dumping all those toxins into your bloodstream uh-huh. and unfortunately you will circulate a lot of those toxins into your blood and they will store 
back into your joints. A lot of them will. They'll oh, actually okay. recirculate back into the joints, into the blood, and they'll go back into other areas of your body, and they'll actually store there. And you'll and you'll always keep doing that if you just juice alone. Yeah. But if you did your juice therapy, which and, is what I would recommend, and mm-hmm. do some raw eggs with it, or get some raw milk. Um, the eggs. Um, okay, this Again, is probably like a question. Uh, yeah, is is there a certain like if I go to Walmart and just buy the eggs there. Well, okay. If you went to Walmart and bought the eggs, which I don't personally would not endorse going well, to Walmart to get the eggs. But yeah. if you did, you get the most expensive eggs there and they should have organic eggs there. Like Pete and Jerry's is probably the eggs they carry. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Um, you can get better. We have them if you ever need them. But you can get better just doing pastured eggs that are organic because the chicken, if you're going to ever eat a raw animal product, yeah. you want to make sure the animal's eating raw too. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, because sense, yeah, right? right? Because you're going to you're eating the poison that they got. Exactly. Yeah, yep. exactly. Perfect. Um so basically if you do do like Pete and Jerry's organic eggs, unfortunately they have those chickens fed uh basically a soy diet with it's 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 uh, cooked mostly. Mm-hmm. So now I've done hey, I broke my teeth on Pete and Jerry's raw eggs and I ate shit. I mean, uh, tens of thousands of Pete and Jerry's raw organic eggs before I switched over, before I found a source that was better. Mm-hmm. But that's it's fine. It's totally fine. As long as you, I'll be glad that you get raw eggs in. That's the most important thing. But if you can, if you have a choice, always go for the better choice. And that would be like the pasture and organic. If you ever need them, we do carry them at our store. They're a dollar more than the Pete. Yeah. Excuse me. They're a dollar more than the Pete and Jerry's eggs. Ours are uh, typically Pete and Jerry's eggs are four ninety nine to five ninety nine a dozen. Um, we sell ours for six ninety nine, but I do do discount deals if you buy three or six or more. So yeah. I do ten percent off on three, fifteen percent off on six dozen or more, which basically is five ninety nine a dozen if you buy in bulk. And I've got guys come in and buy ten dozen, like every week, and uh-huh. they're doing high doses of raw egg therapy. I got one client who's been doing this diet for the last six years, and he's healed everything: fibromyalgia. Um, he's lost basically the fifty, sixty pounds that he had to lose. Um, he was, uh, uh, you know, I, I brought him up before. He was the one that felt like he was a, f- um, a female trapped in a male's body. Mm-hmm. And he had a lot of mental stuff going on, too. Um, and uh, he healed himself completely doing this raw foods therapy. He did 55 days of straight raw animal products. And he built muscle. Like, he healed himself. He looked phenomenal. Um, and uh, he did a lot of raw eggs, a lot of raw eggs. He was doing sometimes 30 to 50 a day. Uh, 30 to 50 mm-hmm. a day. Yep. And wow. the people that I learned this from, Ogenus Vonderplan, this mm-hmm. is one of them. He had a client who had was in uh, end stage like terminal lung disease, and this woman was on you know what would be called an iron lung, you know, yeah. and uh, she ended up getting off of it in two days doing raw egg fasting, about thirty to forty raw eggs each day. She called up Ogenus on her deathbed and said, "I, what can I do? What can I do to save my own life?" You know, she wasn't doing, she wasn't implementing the therapy, mm-hmm. she wasn't implementing it properly. So what she ended up doing was going ahead and doing the raw fast on eggs and just doing eggs alone. And within two days, she was off. In 48 hours, she was off of that, um, you, know, you know, the iron lung or whatever the hell that, uh, you know. Um, she basically was able to breathe on her own for the first time by just flooding her body with stem cells. And that's not the first, you know, that's that's not, I mean, I've got thousands of stories and examples like that of people who do raw food animal fasting particularly. And you can do juicing with it. And that's the big thing is that if you're going to do juicing, always make sure to bring in raw animal fats with raw unsalted butter. Like there's a farm out there, millersbiofarm.com, millersbiofarm.com. You go there and you can order raw milk. You can order raw butter, raw cheeses, um, raw everything. There's 200 different products you can get from them. That's excellent. But you do that with the juice. And, and, and juicing, I always combine the two. That's for me personally, like yeah. for the most part. I, I haven't done, um, I did that Nutribullet shake, the spinach and carrot smoothie for four years, three, three, three a day sometimes. Um, and uh, I stopped doing that about three or four years ago once I got to the point to where I wanted to just do more raw animal products. Mm-hmm. But I do juicing now and again. And I do a ton of raw eggs, a ton of raw milk. 
raw butter, raw cheese. Um, one of the best things that you can do is raw unsalted cheeses for detoxifying and healing the joints and detoxifying and healing the nerve tissues. So raw unsalted cheeses, you can get those. You can order from this farm down in Pennsylvania. It's an Amish farm, um, Hilltop Meadow Farm. And if anybody ever comes to see me and they come to sit down and they're one of my clients, I give them paperwork. I give them five-page you know, paperwork, and uh, on the back page is a resource page, and it shows you all the places where you can get raw milk locally. So if you're in the Plattsburgh area or in the Keysville area, down there in Peru area or whatever in Clinton County, you can go to um, uh, North Country Creamery, which is right in um, basically Keysville, uh, I'll say New York, it's right on the front of the lake. Um, and then if you're in this county, you basically can drive down to Essex um, County, and that's you can go to um, Sugar um, Sugar House Creamery, and that's in Jay, New York. Sugar House Creamery in Jay, New York, or you can go to um, North Country Creamery in, in uh, basically right outside of Plattsburgh. Uh, in this county, if you were to go and live in Augsburg area, there's Gold Top Dairy in um, uh, Hammond, New York. Uh, they are not my favorite for what they feed their animals but if you get them in the summertime they're all grass in the summer mm -hmm. at least so you want to be in a, a north country creamery and jay they pretty much do exclusively grass north country creamery does 100 percent grass and hay all year the F miller's bio farm uh, uh you know millersbiofarm.com they do 100 percent grass all year grass and, and, and uh, hay all year that's awesome and that's what you want you want sure the animals eating raw if yeah the, if the animals eating soy and corn and all that crap that gets into the milk, it poisons the milk, and it poisons you. It's not the bacteria, it's not the viruses, not anything yeah. like that. It's what you put in the food. Just like when I say when somebody walks the door healthy way, they've caused almost all their disease. It's not a bacteria or a virus that caused them to get sick. You know, We are not responsible for other people's health. We are responsible for our health only. Yeah. Um, that's this whole mask thing that's going on right now. It's telling everybody you're responsible for everybody else's health. You are absolutely not. There's not one thing that you can do uh, or do uh, you know, undo to affect somebody else mm -hmm. if you're wearing a mask or not. It does not matter. Um, they're responsible for their own health. Mm -hmm. So these appearances of people getting diseased together, it's all about what they poison themselves with. I mean, uh, when I was... Most people uh, poison themselves together. Yeah. That's why they get sick together. <laughs> yeah, right. It appears yeah. contagious. Well, yeah, yeah, your shit food is contagious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but uh, when, I was, when, well, when I was on my right path <laughs> and eating right and mm -hmm. doing my juicing constantly... I wasn't sick. You didn't get colds. You didn't get flus. No, right? um, you were exposed to yeah. thousands and thousands of viruses every day and from I had, everybody else. You know, and I got three hundred kids a day mm -hmm. passing by me. Oh yeah, all so, the time. You know, and I remained healthy yep. at the most part. You know. Well, I, you know, in ten months, Derry, I haven't worn a mask once where I work, and uh, in ten months, I should have been dead seven, eight times over. Apparently, mm -hmm. you know, my wife is a nurse. Uh, she's a midwife now, and she comes and she's been exposed to I don't know how many people with COVID. And, uh, of course, uh, basically everybody that works in healthcare has been exposed to people with COVID. Yeah. And, and these people don't get sick. And, of course, these people were unmasked, the people that were they were getting exposed to. So, she, you know, they say vi they, viruses aren't alive, but they say viruses live on the surfaces of things for three to four weeks. Well, she's brought home every damn disease that I've ever seen. To MRSA, you know, mm -hmm. uh, the, you know uh, the all the different, uh, what is it, your, your um, uh, cold sore or um, herpes simplex yeah. viruses, mm -hmm. all those. Um, you know, she's, she's, she's a OBGYN, uh, essentially. So she, all the sexual transmitted diseases, every one of those, she's, she's exposed to one of those, every yeah. one of those, you know, of course they would do protective measures. They say, well, 
you know, like I said, in the surgery suites in England, they did a study and they found that if you gowned up and wore a mask and, and, and all that stuff, they found that the infection rate was no different than if somebody did not gown up and did not wear a mask and they didn't follow any of the sanitary practices. Hand washing is about the only thing because if you if you go from one cadaver to, you know, say a healthy person or yeah. one person to another, mm-hmm. you can transfer dead cells to one person to another and that's different. That's totally different. That's decrepit material. But when they did these, uh, you know, studies, investigations with people wearing masks and not wearing masks, mm-hmm. they couldn't find any difference between people getting sick and not getting sick if they wore a mask and they were exposed to other people who had viruses. Uh, the only thing, difference is that people who wear masks for long periods of times are actually sicker than people who don't wear masks. Well, you're, you're sucking in your You're your breathing exhaust. in your own fetid yeah. oxygen. Yeah. Yep, you're, on, you're bringing in CO2. So, um, in fact, you know, like we went over Maslow's hierarchy of needs. The most important thing in life, the first most important need is oxygen. You can go uh, three, four days without food, you can go, or um, 40 days without food, maybe longer. You can go uh, three, four days without water, but you, can, you can't go five minutes without oxygen. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can't go five minutes yeah. without air. So... The uh, big thing to take away is that you are responsible for your own health. At the at the end of the day, everybody is responsible for their own health. Um, the other thing is, is that, you know, like I said, like in 10 months, I haven't been, well, in eight years, I haven't had a cold or a flu. But uh, because when I eat animal products and I do it appropriately, mm-hmm. my body is constantly detoxifying. Even if I'm exposing myself to toxins still, my body is still safely detoxifying because I'm bringing in raw animal protein, raw animal cholesterol. That stuff is identical to our own cells. Mm-hmm. And if I do my, my juices and my Nutribullet shakes along with it, I'll clean my body, but I'll do it safely without side effects and symptoms. And I actually didn't have any Herxman reaction when I did my fasting because I did the animal foods with it. So you can do it where you don't have the symptoms. Okay. So, okay, so um, let's keep that in mind. The raw eggs will cushion any blow. So if you yeah. did juicing dairy and then you did like, say like mm, six to eight raw eggs a day with it, you probably want a little more. But if you did even a dozen a day, like, you know, get the peat and dairy's eggs you want, yeah. um, get the organic eggs. Uh, you can order them online too. I mean, there's all sorts of different ways you can do this, but, uh, and you start doing the fasting that way and you can heal everything. I mean, you know, in, uh, you know, four or five months, people three four months sometimes one or two months people can fast cancers out of their body people can fast autoimmune disorders completely out of their body Mm -hmm. um real simple diseases you can just detox in weeks i mean diabetes you can heal that in a few days i mean it's not even it's it's so simple yeah i've been on that burden berberdine is that what you call it oh berberine berberine Mm -hmm. yeah um i've been on that and my sugars have gone down now the better thing to do is get on the whole food version of that which is golden seal yeah okay berberine is an isolate unfortunately Mm -hmm. of it's an alkaloid that's in golden seal if you get the whole food version of that, which is golden seal, which is a traditional native yep. indigenous yep. food, it's it's a herb, that in itself will give you all the other things that you need, hydrostatins in there, all the other nutrients that are in berberine that when you are um, in golden seal, when you isolate berberine, it does act like a drug. So if you were to stop taking that dairy, your blood sugars would go right back up, unfortunately. Yeah, I've, I've kind of noticed that. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't take it for a few days. My they, they could go back up. Yeah. But then I started jumping on my exercise bike and getting... Yeah, yeah. If your diet is backed yeah. up behind it. See, the trouble yeah. is, is that most people who take the berberine, they're not doing anything dietary-wise. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are, but there were a lot of people who don't do that. And that's the thing is that what's the difference between that and a drug now? There's yeah. no difference. Like, mm-hmm. people are still using it. And that was the one thing that I found when I was working in... When I first started working in a healthy way, and I said, there's a problem here. We're doing all these supplements, and we're putting people on these foods or on these supplements and, and, and vitamins and minerals, and we're not changing any of their foundational structure underneath. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'm going to do both. I'm going to do this and that together, and I'm going to try to get them 
convinced first off that this stuff works yeah but i'm gonna use whole foods like say somebody comes in oh i want to get some berberine i switched over successfully 100 of the people off of berberine and got them on golden seal mm-hmm. the thing with berberine is that it's isolated so you get higher doses of it you don't when you take golden seal you're getting maybe half of that or three quarters less than that but you're getting all the other things with it that help heal the pancreas okay. so i got people on golden seal for three four months and then i say stop taking it for a month and see what happens yeah slowly their blood sugars will come back up if they're still eating garbage. Uh, yeah. But yep. if they make some foundational changes, it's not like berberine where if you were to stop berberine for two days, your blood sugars will go right back up. But if you do golden seal after a few months, it'll take a while if you were to stop taking that for your blood sugars to go back to, to crap. If you make the foundational changes underneath, that'll never happen. So that's mm-hmm. why in 48 to 72 hours, I can have people off of their meds completely, of blood sugar meds completely by juicing and, uh, or sorry, uh, neutrobulleting with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and type 1 diabetics too. I've had three of them so far. It's freaking phenomenal. Awesome. Um, type 1 diabetes is typically vaccine damage at a younger age for a lot of these people. Their pancreas gets completely destroyed. Or oh, I know. I've seen kids already have diabetes and that mm-hmm. just makes me sad. Yeah, the, the type 1s can be healed. I know you'll hear the on contrary, oh, it can't be healed. Yes, it can your type 1 diabetes is still affected by medications and, and, and insulin. So if it's still affected and you can, if your insulin can go up and down at all and you can eat things and make your insulin better if you're a type 1 diabetic, mm-hmm. that's a signifier that your body can heal. If you were to juice a Nutribullet and your blood sugar was to get better, even though you were a type 1 diabetic, obviously your body has the ability to heal. <laughs> if it's yeah. telling you right yeah, there, right? hey, you eat better things and my blood sugar gets yeah. better. Clearly, somebody's going to have trouble with their insulin and their pancreas probably for the rest of their life if they don't do those things so they have a predisposition because they've been completely damaged at a younger mm-hmm. age but okay so for you know for me my, my weakness is probably always going to be i'd say my liver because i drank for years and mm-hmm. i screwed my liver right up i'm probably gonna have to take care of that for the rest of my life and do mm-hmm. things around that that's fine yeah that's me but if i was born with perfect genetics never destroyed my body i wouldn't have to worry about it i can get away with a lot more stuff mm-hmm. that's the thing type 1 diabetics and anybody else who's born with things you can heal most of those things barring like genetic disorders and things you're born with extra you know, chromosomes yeah. and things like that or whatever but most of the people that they can you can completely control your disease process or you can heal it by starting doing raw organic omnivorous foods um you know flooding your body with with single ingredient herbs okay not isolates not fractionates not synthetic vitamins not synthetic minerals um doing things that are whole food organic and there are plenty of things there the healthy way we got there are plenty of things you can get online that are all from that same source we need it when you follow nature you do exactly the things that god designed for your body uh your body succeeds it thrives yep I know you had some other questions too, didn't you? Um, I was gonna start asking what kind of foods you know you you suggest eating for to cleanse out your um, your kidneys to start anxiety. You know, with mm-hmm. everything going on. I was talking about. I was just going well, off the top of my head with. Typically, um, people who have kidney issues, they have adrenal issues, mm-hmm. and uh, they have usually anxiety issues. So. One thing for kidneys, it depends on what we were talking about here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll just say, like, for overall strengthening of the kidneys, firstly, I would do, obviously, I would do the raw organic eggs, okay? They're actually really easy on the kidneys because they're so digestible. In about 25 minutes, you can completely digest a raw egg. Okay. They're one of the lightest raw animal foods that you can do that'll digest perfectly. And I've had folks get off of dialysis doing raw egg therapy, doing raw egg fasting. Um, let's see. So doing raw... Uh, raw kidney itself the actual organ raw kidney eating mm-hmm. raw kidney like a grass-fed organic 
basically like um, you know if you could do freeze dried or dehydrated kidney organ meat you could eat fresh raw kidney that's actually a really the best thing to do but um, indigenous cultures ate the organs for the mm-hmm. organs that they had that they had affliction with so and actually there's a product there's a company called ancestral supplements and they do organic grass-fed um, raw organs so I carry a lot of their stuff at the store I've got the raw kidney at the store so if anybody has kidney issues you start doing raw kidney um, and you will see a dramatic improvement in your kidney in your kidney health um, Let's see, you can also do uh, things like we have a product called Kidney Detox, um, and that is basically a combination of different adaptogenic herbs uh, that help to cleanse, heal, strengthen the nephrons, strengthen the blood, the capillaries, everything in the kidneys. Um, Strengthening the adrenals will also help heal the kidneys. So doing, there's a product I have there called Raw Adrenal. Um, That's an excellent product that does help the kidneys. Raw Adrenal is basically the small bits of adrenal gland, like Mm -hmm. heals, like you can strengthen that. People who have anxiety, typically they have excess adrenaline in their body. Um, I'm one of those people. I've always been a adrenaline type person. Um, love to drive fast or love to, you know, get like uh, the thrills and rushes yeah. from, you know, all the drinking and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Do. But uh, people like me, we need a combination of calming and soothing and then also things that give us energy. It's kind of uh, hard to explain. But um, so I've had liver and kidney issues, you know, mm-hmm. pretty much for my entire life, I would say. And uh, so I started doing raw eggs. I started doing um, those smoothies. The smoothies, raw carrots and spinach will help clean and purify the blood and detoxify the kidneys. So um, that's two things. Uh, raw asparagus is phenomenal for the kidneys. It's actually, you know how you turn your urine a different color yeah. when you eat asparagus? <laughs> well, there's, a, I think, a, a asparagine is one of the um, alkaloids or uh, you know phytochemicals in there that really helps detoxify kidneys. It actually helps heal kidney cancers. There's been a huge mm-hmm. dramatic reduction in kidney cancers if you do, like, asparagus. Oh, there's uh, juicings, particularly the, the spinach, carrot, raw potatoes, excellent. Um, celery is excellent, excellent yeah. for the kidneys. Uh, you need to clean out the kidneys by cleaning the blood. So you need to detox the liver, the blood, and that detoxifies the kidneys. Um, so bringing in raw organic, like um, there's, there's waters out there that are naturally carbonated by uh like the pressure of the spring or the aquifer that they're coming from mm-hmm. there's a company called aqua carpatica and they're a company out of um romania and they do f- carbonated organically carbonated water it's basically all fresh carbonated it's not there's no artificial carbonation most of the companies that you drink carbonated water from yeah they actually have artificial they're artificially carbonated they add co2 in and that's not good you don't want to drink that stuff that'll actually hurt the kidneys mm-hmm. um, people who drink soda they're drinking artificially carbonated water doing fresh raw kombucha organic kombucha that's excellent for the kidneys excellent for the liver uh, that stuff will detoxify big things that people should avoid are cooked and processed sugars obviously drugs and things like that aspirin is one of the worst things for the kidneys um, that just dissolves the kidneys. Even taking a little baby aspirin every day, that'll dissolve your kidneys every day for the rest of your life. Um, aspirin is actually, most people, they can destroy like 20 to 30% of their, uh, oh, I know. their was, kidneys um, just doing aspirin like, over a couple of years. They eat holes in your stomach too. Yep. yep. Um, it's, it's so unhealthy, all the stuff that's yeah. out there. And you know what the alternative version? Remember how we were talking berberines? The you know you yeah. can take golden seal instead. Well, aspirin. You know what you can take instead? You can take white willow bark, which is yep. uh, salicylic acid, which is aspirin, is in white willow bark. If you take the whole food version of white willow, you'll get all the benefits and none of the mm-hmm. s- side effects or toxicities. Um, so you know, there's basically just doing any type of raw animal food, like uh, doing raw butters. Well, that'll be excellent for soothing the kidneys. Raw eggs. They soothe the kidneys. You need raw fats like raw cholesterol that's only found in animal products, and that helps soothe the blood. It helps soothe the um, 
the, the capillaries in the, in the um, kidneys. Uh, you need to heal the blood, um, and that takes the pressure off the kidneys. But you need to bring the pH up as well. Most mm -hmm. people are very, very acidic, and their blood runs super, super hot and fast. And that really what you need to do there is you want to bring in the juicing. And that's um, like your, your spinach, your carrots, your celery, um, beets, raw beets are phenomenal mm -hmm. uh, for the kidneys. So any of those things, you know, um, you do those juicing with some raw animal products like raw eggs. They're the easiest thing to do. Crack three, four of them into a cup and just shoot them and do that once or twice daily. Even anything's better than what people are doing right now, which is just cooked and processed foods. Yeah. Even just adding in, like, say, dairy, say you said, okay, well, say, uh, not just you, but all, anybody, you know, say you're eating a cooked and processed foods diet and you're like, you know, I want to try starting doing some raw foods. Doing three to four to six raw eggs a day, you add those in. What it'll do is not only will it add in stem cells and Per, your body's begging for these nutrients it'll finally start deducting some of the crap that you were going to eat <laughs> that day yeah. it displaces okay. dis, it displaces some of the bad things you might have been going to eat that day yeah. so m most people don't even think about that they just think i'm going to add that into my diet but really actually you're substituting um so if you start slowly doing that and this is what i did i started on raw foods therapy with one raw food meal a day that was my goal and then slowly from there because i was still learning all this stuff. Nobody mm -hmm. was teaching me how to do this. And I was reading the books and learning. And I said, I'm going to start doing two raw food meals a day and then three. And I got to the point to after six months, I was 100% raw. And I told you, there, everything, my eyesight healed like 150 feet. Um, I went to the optometrist and he goes, What are you doing? He goes, Your last results were like everything was getting worse. And then in six months, you completely turned it around. And I said, I'm nutribulleting. And the doctor said, He goes, If I could tell everybody that, he goes, you would be surprised how many people would say, nope, not going to do it. He goes, and I, in fact, this guy did it. He was, uh, he did juicing and Nutribulleting and stuff like that. And like, I was very surprised. And uh, he goes, he goes, yeah, he goes, I totally believe that you can heal your eyes. And it was, it was great. He was this guy, this doctor in Augsburg, this optometrist. Um, and uh, I was just banging around on, I don't know, like Fidelis Care or something like that. I don't even know if I had enough money to make Fidelis. I think it was on Medic Medicaid at the time. And he was a Medicaid doctor. But um, he ended up saying exactly the things that most doctors don't say, which is, yes, raw foods, that they can heal your eyes, they can heal your body. So for particularly for people with eye issues, raw organic eggs are the best thing for the eyes. That's cool. I did not know that. Yes. Well, I mean, you're looking at the eye when you crack an egg. <laughs> you're, you're looking at it, man. I mean, like, hey, it's the yellow part in the middle. That's your iris. And mm -hmm. then the white part on the outside, that's your sclera. Um, all that stuff is telling you, hey, this is the food for me, for the, this organ. Eat me, you know. Um, that's the same thing with all of your foods, and that's how the Native American cultures actually figured out what foods and what herbs were for them by the food speaking to them and telling them, this is where I grow, this is mm -hmm. what I'm good for. It's phenomenal stuff. That's excellent, man. I, I can't wait. Um, as this show progresses, um, we're going to eventually be doing a cooking show. Mm -hmm. um, I will anyway be doing, just because I feel like we, just to reach a whole other platform mm -hmm. and to teach people exactly how to do it and get the right recipe yeah and i'm not against cooking either like that's yeah, the other so, thing is that like every indigenous culture had cooked foods they did they mm -hmm. ate a lot of raw foods but they ate some cooked foods too and that's the thing mm -hmm. is that if you have perfect environment if you mm -hmm. have no stress and mostly low stress in your environment you can get away with eating cooked foods it's just uh we don't do that anymore we eat to all cooked and all processed yeah, you know? yeah. and that's it and, and the ingredients to think are about the most it. important things yeah and then come to think about it what's open right now drive-thrus yeah exactly restaurants yeah, you yeah, know yeah pick up your food hurry up and get your cooked processed food right now yep and uh, keep yourself poison i told some people if you want to be a millionaire just make something that makes everybody lazier and fatter and you will make millions oh, right? of dollars yeah 
Look at the TV. Yeah. The guy who came up with the system, what was that, the delivery de- DoorDash? The guy that came oh, up with yeah. DoorDash, I mean, that was brilliant. Like, hey, you want to be even fatter and lazier? <laughs> oh, I'll man. bring your foods to you. Yeah, yeah. Uber Eats now. Uber and Eats, man. They're, get, they're rolling it in. And um, now, me, I'm looking at another avenue because all the schools are shut down. Yeah. Um, people aren't Again. exactly learning. I mean, they're, they're doing on-school learning, but they're being taught. They're being taught the total wrong way when you and, um, technology I'm, takes yeah. all so the I'm, So I'm taking, I'm taking this technology. I'm going to do a little cooking show. And it's not necessarily a cooking show. It's just going to be information for you to help feed your family more healthy foods. Yeah. And um, first be off, most, yeah. be revolutionary, man. Do what yeah. nobody else does. That's, that's exactly what I'm trying. I'm hoping in the next month or so I'll be in my building and I'll be able to start cooking and showing people what to do measurements and exactly explain why we're eating raw foods and Mm -hmm. i mean i mean we can force it on them and tell them every time but you have to understand the whole meaning of it all is just to get yourself healthy and i would say that this is the thing is like um just convince them through your living you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like that's what i try to do is i try to convince them by walking the walk and then of course i try to give other people the word of mouth examples yeah. after I've healed, you know, their friends or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they come to me, and that's the biggest thing you can do is you help turn around one person or two people's lives. Like you're good. I mean, yeah. you're gonna have word of mouth, and people are gonna come to you to want to learn how to do things. And you know, the people, a lot of us are people who, um, my, okay. So me, I don't need like people to tell me or help me at all. Like I can totally do things on my own. That's the type of person I am. Like yeah. obviously, I'm reading books, so those. Those are the people that are helping me, but yeah, they've yeah. learned all that stuff. But I'm the type of person that I don't need that type of thing. But there's so many people that do because they have no idea where to start and they have no idea what books to read. They have no idea who to look to, who to turn yeah. to. So by giving them a safe example, you know, and, and you're doing that, that's excellent. That's an excellent outlet. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. uh, that's there's pioneers or people that do stuff like that, and they are the examples. And just that try to go against the grain, you know? Like, mm-hmm. That's literally that, against that's, the grain. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, exactly what I want to do and accomplish. I mean, um, everybody's been following that path, and it's the wrong path. Yeah. So now, take a moment, think outside the box, yeah. and choose your own path. And that's think outside of the cardboard box mm, that you get your your food dash, <laughs> your door dash, <laughs> your crappy yeah, your happy meal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. But um, you know, every week it's a pleasure, and it's so nice to get away from the COVID crap. Well, hey, and I'll- talk about food. I want to end this with the Miller's Review of Critical Vaccine Studies like we do. So this is the book Miller's Review of Critical Vaccine Studies, 400 Important Scientific Papers Summarized for Parents and Researchers by Dr. Neil Z. Miller. And uh, we'll pick up where we left off. To the page. Uh Uh-oh, where'd you go? There you are. All right, so we'll pick up where we left off, which is... uh, number 73 study number 73 influenza vaccines are not effective in young children safety data can't be trusted uh the review analyzed all relevant influenza vaccine studies 75 studies from around the world including 17 randomized control studies to evaluate the effect of influenza vaccines in healthy children um no convincing evidence can be found showing that influenza vaccines can reduce mortality hospital admissions serious complications or community transmission of influenza in any way that's the quote. Next study. Children who receive an inactivated influenza vaccine are significantly more likely than non-vaccinated children to be hospitalized. 
and uh, children who were vaccinated against influenza were three times more likely to be hospitalized for influenza-related complications than children who did not receive an influenza vaccine. When children contract influenza, they are more likely to require hospital care if they were previously vaccinated against the disease. Isn't that interesting, Gary? Um, Children vaccinated, another study, children vaccinated against seasonal influenza are not protected and are more likely than non-vaccinated children to develop respiratory virus infections. Hmm. What are viruses doing there, you think? You think they're helping clean out the poison that they just got injected with? Uh, let's see. Children who received the influenza vaccine were four times more likely than children who received a placebo to develop acute respiratory illness associated with confirmed non-influenza respiratory virus infection. Influenza vaccine recipients were also significantly more likely than those who received a placebo to develop non-influenza respiratory infections from rhinovirus, Coxsackie virus, and echovirus. Okay. Although children who hand washing and teaching children another study hand washing and teaching children proper hygiene may be more effective than vaccines at reducing the spread of influenza and other respiratory viruses. 59 studies were reviewed to find evidence of the effectiveness of public health measures to reduce the spread of respiratory viruses. Now, they remember this, this book, they still believe that viruses are contagious, but uh, although vaccines and antiviral drugs are highly promoted to control the spread of influenza, there is scant evidence supporting their widespread use. The highest quality randomized trials show that the spread of respiratory viruses can be prevented by teaching young children proper hygiene. So what they're saying there is clean up your environment. That's all they're saying. Clean up your environment. Um, Influenza-related death rates in the elderly do not improve by, this is another study, they do not improve by vaccination rates in the elderly. So the study analyzed U.S. data from 33 influenza seasons from 1968 to 2001 to compare influenza vaccination rates in the elderly and their effect on mortality. Although the influenza vaccination rate in people 65 years or older increased by about 50 percentage points from 1980 to 2001, there was no corresponding de decline in influenza-related deaths. Um, one thing that I just thought about is that this is Dr. Fauci, and this is something that he said, which was about... Um, wearing masks and about the seasonal flu and here it is this is one what he said in one in interview and then this is what he said in another interview <laughs> first off he said the flu is in sharp decline this year because everybody is social distancing and wearing masks and then he said in another interview the coronavirus is spiking because nobody is social distancing and wearing masks <laughs> <laughs> but there's no flu anymore it's no, all corona. I, I was um reading an article and they were comparing the death rates from previous years. Yep. And the and then this pandemic, or pandemic, we'll call it propaganda yeah. planned and plan and scam Yeah. <laughs> so they took all the numbers, and then compared them with the death rate this year. Mm -hmm. Nothing's changed. Nothing has changed in any country that didn't lock down. The death rate's exactly the same. Because yeah. like they'll be like, well, look at Sweden. Sweden had a higher death rate because they didn't lock down. No, Sweden had a higher death rate because they didn't they didn't do anything different than what they normally do. So more people were going to the hospitals than they typically were in this country because people were scared to go to the hospitals, mm -hmm. and they were dying from car accidents more often because they were they were driving like regular. But if you look at the year before and the year before that, yeah. this is the this is the flat line of the of the chart. It's just flat. There's no change in the death rate from year to year from yeah, in any countries that didn't lock down any countries yeah. at all. We actually had reduction in mortality in this country for a while because people, especially children, they weren't dying of sudden infant death syndrome. They weren't going to their well baby visits. Yeah. For the first two to three months it went down like forty percent. Um, and that's just one of many things. No people less people were driving on the road. Mm -hmm. Less people were going to their hospitals and getting killed by, you know, uh, iatrogenic uh, you know, cause, uh, which is modern medicine caused um damn i mean you want to talk about what should be on the news right now in this country one in two people are going to die of cancer 
every year yeah. for the next yeah. however many years. Uh, basically, it's one and three, but pretty close to one and but two. But they're not talking about they're that. They're not talking about that. If, no. they, if they talked about cancer every day and said, this is a, well, we have a death ticker every single day for how many people die of COVID, but why aren't we doing that with cancer? Why aren't we doing that with heart disease? If we brought awareness to those two things right there, every single person in the country would clean up their, their food. That's what would happen. And they don't like that. They don't want that. Of no. course, they're not going to bring no, attention because, to that. No, that there's money to be made on treatment. Yep. So uh, there's this next study was there's no unbiased scientific evidence that influenza vaccines improve death rates in the elderly. And uh, about 75% of all influenza-related deaths occur in people 70, year, 70 years and older. What's that I just said? About 75% of all influenza-related deaths occur in people 70 years and older. That's the exact amount of people pretty much that are dying of COVID right now. Uh, they're all 70 years and older. They would have died anyway. And they die with comorbidities, so they die of, with other disease causes, and typically mm-hmm. because of those other comorbidities. However, there are no gold standards. There's not one gold standard randomized study to confirm that influenza vaccines benefits this age group. Some studies show that influenza vaccinations seem to actually prevent mortality more effectively before the influenza season began. Wait, some studies show that influenza vaccinations seemed to prevent mortality more effectively before the influenza season even began. Unambiguous evidence of selection bias, false randomization. They do this a lot. They actually, like if I did a study that said we're going to do 100 people, we're going to have 50 of them, they're going to eat raw. We're going to have another 50 people who's going to eat cooked. Mm-hmm. The cooked group, they're not going to tell you this, but in the parameters of the study, the cooked group's going to eat a full, complete animal, vegetable, fruit, nut, and seed diet. It's going to be pretty helpful for their site. It's going to be all organic. Mm-hmm. The raw food, they're going to feed them only vegetables and they're going to say you're going to juice for or whatever and you're going to basically not get any animal products and it's all going to be it's all going to be sprayed and loaded with chemicals Mm -hmm. so like the parameters of the studies they can change them when they do vaccine studies for example they want to do uh like uh inject 100 people with the flu virus and then they want to inject 100 people with not the flu virus all they do is they take out the active ingredient or the so-called virus and that's it. They actually give them the same poisons, all of the same, you know, formaldehyde and the yeah. polysorbate and all that stuff is still in the controlled vaccine, the placebo. So yeah. they don't give them a saline solution. They've never done a study like that where they've ever given a, 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 the control group a saline solution and the <laughs> other group, the test group, the actual active in vaccine. They've never done that. I don't know if you know that or not, but I'm sure no, you've probably I, heard that in well, Dell Big Trees. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. They've yeah. never done any randomized controlled double line study where yeah, they that's use right. yeah, the okay. placebo is is just strictly nothing at all except for just like maybe water mm-hmm. never done that um, yeah i remember you um now that you mention it i do recollect yeah. that La- we'll do the last couple here so there's no evidence that vaccinating healthcare workers against influenza protect their elderly patient their elderly patients um so there's no evidence that vaccinating healthcare workers against influenza prevents laboratory proven influenza or its complications in the elderly patients living in long-term care institutions there is no evidence to support compulsory influenza vaccinations of healthcare workers who care for the elderly and long-term care institutions. So, in fact, basically they found that there was no change in the death rate by vaccinating, you know, my, my wife, for example, mm-hmm. or anybody that was working in healthcare. Uh, healthcare policies that mandate influenza vaccinations for healthcare workers to protect their patients are not supported by actual science. Studies cited by health authorities to justify mandating influenza vaccines for all healthcare workers are extremely flawed, and such recommendations are absolutely biased. There is evidence that influenza vaccine study conclusions are manipulated and deceptively promoted, and this is not a surprise. They've been doing this for, I mean, like I just told you about that study. Manipulate the parameters. What were the actual parameters of the study? If you actually investigate the parameters of the study in almost every study, you'll find if it's all pro-modern medicine and it's all pro-vaccines, then you'll find the manipulation. You'll find false numbers even a lot of times. Um, and there's all sorts of forensic uh, manipulation that you can do and look at for auditing their numbers, and you can actually find that they're usually their number sets are, f- are fabricated and forged. 
by mm-hmm. just doing there's a couple laws out there and numbered and um that actually prove that most of the studies most of the data is unempirical it's not repeatable it's not repeatable um and you can't do uh the study over again if you were to do all the parameters exactly the same the results would always be different because they're not empirical which means they're not testable repeatable or, uh um you know uh testable repeatable provable uh empirics are what are supposed to govern modern medicine and uh they don't unfortunately 90% of all modern medicine studies are not empirical they are not repeatable they're not testable they're not uh provable um and that means the i i did this radio show actually uh last 2 years ago and it's um it's uh colbert the Cor- corbett report mm-hmm. and uh it's a study on and i think i have it still saved on my phone it's a study on how um 90% this guy did this doctor did a 10 year study and to try to 30 yeah here we go no shoot he did a study over 30 years in or uh, 10 years and he found that 90% of all modern medicines research was unempirical which means only 10% of the studies he actually found were actually uh true studies real studies so like basically when a drug company does studies yeah. almost all of it is basically fraudulent and of course they pay money to people you know if i hey uh, this drug is making it look like there's more heart attacks if you take this drug versus not. So who can we get in the university, doctor or somebody, to throw these numbers around for a couple of hours and see if they can mm-hmm. bounce them around and find some numbers that look and look good for us. Oh, wow. And uh, so they would do that and they'd say, you know, it, it, they would manipulate the numbers to the point to where they'd say it reduces your stroke, you know, uh, uh, chances by maybe 30, 40%, but then it increases your heart attack chances by like 60 percent or whatever like they'll just find the numbers that want to fit to whatever they want to say that's so crazy it's, it's it's all bad it's all unfortunately so yeah anyway other than that uh last one health authority um let's see health authorities exaggerate the dangers of influenza and inflate the benefits of influenza vaccination studies show the flu also known as influenza like illness has hundreds of hundreds of causes it should not be confused with influenza which is just one of those causes. Influenza studies promoted by the CDC were shown to be substantially confounded by healthy user bias. And it says healthier people are more likely to get vaccinated, rendering the studies worthless. Influenza should not be called a vaccine preventable disease since the vaccine is not effective. <laughs> and they found that most years the vaccine's like 3% effective. And of course, I don't believe it's any percent effective at mm-hmm. all. But other than that, Derry, uh, it's good to be on the show. Yeah, two man. Hours, it was, uh, yeah, almost, almost two, <laughs> hours. two hours. Yeah, uh, hour and a half for sure. But um, it was so nice not to get sucked into the COVID news and all. Yeah, that. I, I mean, love talking about the food and yeah, yeah. you know the deal is with that is all we have to unfortunately talk about yeah, until yeah. this goes away. We're gonna have to keep the awareness going. Oh so yeah, I, and, I and just to. to put the right stuff in your body to fight and boost well, your it. immune system. Yeah. I mostly want to talk about that from now on. Yeah, we, we covered disease and we covered germ theory and we yeah. covered the you know the the unempirical evidence that proves that you know your body the terrain of your body is what governs disease what you put in your body determines yep. your disease processes not your mask not your hand washing i mean it can slightly <laughs> stop putting poisons on your hands yeah. wash your hands with healthy clean water and maybe some organic essential oils or whatever but yeah. you don't need to poison your body to keep yourself so-called disease free and every single culture on earth they found if they just practice good sanitation measures like stop throwing their piss and their shit into the streets yeah. and they stop you know uh whatever they basically found that disease went away all the diseases cholera yeah. and uh, all these different diseases bubonic plague everything stopped when they started cleaning up their environment it's amazing and then you clean up your environment inside your body you do that's that's the terrain yeah, theory and i the call terrain. it a terrain yeah. truth because yeah. it's not a theory it's repeatable empirical 
it's 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 provable it's testable you can do all of it yourself yeah. too by eating better and watch watch how much better you get yeah so but anyway. uh, always a pleasure and uh, like i said it was nice to get away and just to talk about food and yes. healing in general so thanks Terry. i'm coming, yeah, I'm coming you. to you from healthy way in messina new york uh, i stop in um sometime and come seek us out uh, yeah and name drop skoden skoden 101 <laughs> 107.1 let, and, uh, let them know you heard it here yeah, we're here with Dairy Furious White and myself, Andrew Larch, naturopathic doctor, raw food nutritionist, herbalist, certified holistic health practitioner. Alrighty, we are well, out. All right. Well, happy New Year, everybody, and um, we'll take it out of here with a commercial. Hold on. Hold Naturopathic doctor and raw food nutritionist Andrew Larsh here today to talk to you about Healthy Way Health Food Store in Messina in Augsburg, New York. Our two local Healthy Way Health Food Stores carry all of your herbal nutritional essential oil, bulk spice, and supplemental needs. We speak herbal and nutritional knowledge, provide health services such as nutritional counseling, iridology, zytoscan, compass mapping, foot baths, and zapping. We offer organic and non-GMO food options, weight loss alternatives, magnet therapy, pet supplies, essential oils, and children's nutritional care products, natural cleaning and body care products, bulk herbs, spices, books, handouts, inversion tables, and most importantly, knowledge from qualified practitioners with any visit at our two Healthy Way locations in Messina or Ogdensburg,